Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Okay, guys, I have been waiting for this moment for a long time. We are officially celebrating 10,000 downloads to Next Level Greatness. So I want to thank you. I'm truly, truly celebrating from my heart. And I have to confess something to you that 10,000 doesn't seem like a lot, right? Because we hear about this famous person, I don't know, Jay Shetty has X million number of downloads and so-and-so has 2 million downloads plus. And so a lot of times we tend to compare ourselves to these extreme cases of success. And that means that we underplay and undermine our own success. And so we give up before we even have a chance to get started, before we even have a chance to gain some momentum. And I promised myself that I would share all the milestones in my business and in my podcast with you. And I promised myself that I would genuinely celebrate these 10,000 downloads. In the past, I've always been someone that just goes from milestone to milestone and next, 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 very masculine kind of energy of just achieving, 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 and not enjoying the journey. This is enjoying the journey. I really enjoy thinking about what it is that I want to talk to you about throughout my day as I go by, go around and live my life. I think about podcast episodes. I talk to myself as if I were talking to you. And then I go ahead and I record my podcast. So what does 10,000 downloads mean? It means that this podcast, the episodes, have been listened to 10,000 times. 10,000. That's like a third of a football stadium, I think. I don't really know how many people a football stadium holds. But that's a lot of listens. So yay, I'm celebrating that. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And the next milestone is obviously going to be 20, 30. But the next milestone, I think, in my head is 50,000 listens. And I'm not attached to the timeline. We've been talking about manifesting, manifestation all ever since I began this podcast. I believe in quantum jumping. I don't believe that you have to go from 10 to then 11, then 12. I absolutely know that quantum jumping can mean we can go from 10 to 20 or from 50 to 100, but I'm not attached to any of it. I'm attached to the process. So this is a wonderful opportunity for us to talk about manifestation and how it applies to real life, because sometimes I feel like we can talk about manifesting. And today we're going to talk about money. But I think that sometimes we can talk about it in such a way that it feels very much like we're just talking about concepts and principles detached from the practical reality of life. So yay, 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 yay. Let's jump into today's topic. We're going to talk about money and the practical 
applications of money and giving yourself permission to succeed. So if you follow me on social media, you know that our beloved dog, Max, ingested a toxic substance and he almost died. He is doing fine. As of the recording right now, he is doing fine. But this is very closely tied to money and the options that money affords us that are practical and then some that are not so practical. So I was just in a cranky mood last weekend. I was just being a little cranky. There's a backstory to that. But I was cleaning and I decided, you know what, one of the ways that I can really clear my head is to clean. It was a Sunday morning. Everything was pretty calm. It's usually my routine to clean. But I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start cleaning. And so I'm cleaning, I'm vacuuming. The day, I think, I can't remember if it was raining or if it was a beautiful day. I don't know. No, it was a beautiful day because the sliding doors, we have sliding doors, they were open and the dogs were coming in and out. And I saw that they had their toys. And if you know our two big dogs, they're Dobermans, they destroy all the toys. And it doesn't matter if we buy the rough toys, the ones that are indestructible, supposedly, they destroy those too. And so there was like stuffing from the toys in there. And they were just having fun. And I was just in my own little world trying to find my Zen. And my husband was, I think he was in in another room. I think he was in the bedroom. I don't know, but I was alone. And then I look on the floor and I see my husband's albuterol, which is an asthma inhaler, that it had been punctured. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh man, Max destroyed Sagi's inhaler. That sucks. And I'm glad that he has another one. So I went to actually tell my husband, but I think I noticed that he was on the phone. And so I just took the inhaler and I put it somewhere else in the kitchen or I put it away and I was going to tell my husband later. All right. A few hours pass. Nothing has happened. And then all of a sudden, Max is acting strange and he's having trouble breathing his belly's going up and down. And already I have to tell you that on Friday, my cup was empty. And so I don't think that I was as aware and as sensitive to what was happening with Max. I didn't realize that he was really in danger. And my husband did. My husband was like, Max is not breathing well. Like, obviously, I knew something was going on, but I didn't realize that this was really an emergency. And another thing with Dobermans is that they talk a lot. So Max talks a lot. And sometimes because he's had health issues in the past and we have spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to figure out what's up with his skin, his belly gets really red. Sometimes we feel like his breathing is not quite right. We've done echocardiograms. We have done so much and we have not exhausted the options. Like we're willing to go to the ends of the earth for Max. So he's sitting on the couch and I'm sitting there with him and I see that he's just, his breathing is off and it's almost like he gasps for air, but he's done that before is what I'm trying to say. And normally, I don't know if I'm going to make a dog noise right now, but he goes, He opens his mouth like jaw and like 
he wants to talk. And a lot of times Dobermans talk. They make these like whiny noises. And so I'm looking at him doing this. And my husband says he's having trouble breathing. And I'm like, okay. So guys, it did not hit me that it was the inhaler. It just did not hit me. So I'm sitting there with him. I'm just being with him. And I pick up this book that's right in front of me. I recently got into the topic of Gene Keys. I can't even explain it right now. And we don't want to right now. But I looked at the book and it said, if you notice dogs when they're playing and they're just randomly playing, they pause for no good reason. They just pause. Cats do this too. Animals do this too. It's like they just stop in the middle of activity and they just freeze and then they go back to play. And the author was saying how it is in these moments of pause that we're able to realize things, we're able to enjoy life and just kind of savor the pause. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a second, my dog is struggling. Why the heck am I reading? So I, I'm sharing how human I am. And so I put my book down and I'm just in the pause with Max and I'm with him. And it's in this moment of silence that I remember the inhaler. Because up until that point, we were like, what's going on? What could it be? Oh my gosh. And there was just so much activity. I felt extremely, extremely stressed out to see my dog, our dog, struggling so much that I wasn't thinking clearly. And in that moment of paused, I'm like, the inhaler. And so I went to the, our living room was connected to the kitchen. I went to the kitchen and I grabbed the inhaler and I saw that it was punctured and I ran to my husband and I said, it was the inhaler. He goes, oh no. And so we called animal control. And I don't know the timeline, you guys. This may seem like this was happening for hours. I really don't even know. You know, when you're in an emergency kind of situation, it could have been an hour. It could have been 40 minutes. I don't really know. Anyway, we call poison control and they're like, you definitely want to bring him in. This could be lethal. My husband's like, absolutely, let's bring him in. It's 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. We get dressed. We take Storm with us, our other Doberman, for moral support. And within minutes, he's seen the doctor, the vet is in touch with the poison control center, with the toxicologist, and they say it's going to be $2,778 to keep him overnight to do the treatment. And of course, we say do whatever it takes. We don't even need to have an estimate. Just do whatever it takes to take care of our boy. As we are sitting in the room waiting, Max is getting his vitals. We're waiting for things to be taken care of for, with Max. And the doctor has to speak to the toxicologist. I hear the receptionist answer the phone and she's giving advice to a woman whose dog is hurt. And she said, yo, it sounds like you really do need to bring him in. He sounds like he needs help. And then the next thing that she said broke my heart. She said, I'm sorry. No, there are no free hospitals for pets. And then it seemed like the woman hung up the phone. She just hung up. And I told my husband what happened. And I said, oh, man, I wonder if she's going to bring her dog in or not. And it broke my heart that obviously she has a dog. Obviously she cares. But 
there are so many people that just don't have the income. So when I posted about this on social media, someone said, and I want this as this to be like a public service announcement, that they do have, I think it's called pet care. But if you ever find yourself in a situation where your pet needs care and you don't have insurance or you don't have the funds, there is like a type of credit card that you can apply for, especially for pets. And so what I noticed is that the receptionist didn't tell the woman what the option was. And again, I have a feeling that the person on the other side, the pet owner, just hung up. But it broke my heart that this happened. Not even five minutes later, there's a woman on the cat the counter and she's talking about care for her pet. And she said, I'm on a very, very tight budget. I can't do this. And my heart broke again. Again, nothing was mentioned about pet care. So my plan is to call and actually write an email to the management to say, hey, are you guys offering this service? But I don't know the circumstances, so I'm not criticizing anyone because I actually really like this place. But this happened in 10 minutes. And I have one of my money magnet and uh, Team Empire coaches, team members, who is a veterinarian. And she said, this is the most heartbreaking thing as a veterinarian. Constantly, uh, it breaks my heart to even say this, to constantly see owners, pet owners that are faced with this decision to say, I can't, I can't, I can't pay for this. Or maybe they're, and we don't know, right? It's so easy to judge. It's so easy to judge someone and say, you know, I would do this, I would do that because I really would like sell my kidney. I really would sell my car for my dog. But we have no idea what situation people are in. We have no idea if they're already under a mountain of debt. We have no idea if they've struggled with bankruptcy. And so we left Max that night. The next morning, we picked him up. By the way, we think he's. it's only been a few days. And so we're just praying that there are no long-term effects of this. He's never grabbed anything off the table like that. I mean, the inhaler has been around in the past, but it takes one time And so, of course, we won't be doing that again, but he's still like a little bit loopy and he's tired. And so we're just keeping a close eye on him. We hope he's fine and that he'll continue to be fine. $2,900 later for less than, it was actually 12 hours. And then they did some more testing. So it was $2,900. And this really made me think about money and this discussion about money. So number one, We are truly blessed. My husband and I were truly blessed that we are able to make these decisions. But I think about my 10,000 people who have downloaded my podcast. I think about so much of the world, people in the world that see money as a bad thing. You guys, we have been conditioned. We have been conditioned to think that if you have money, that you are a bad person. And I want you to think about all the stories, the things that people have said to you when you were growing up. We talk a lot about the subconscious mind on this podcast, that from the age of zero to seven, our subconscious mind records basically every little tiny thing that is said, everything that is modeled around us. So I know my mom, for example, I love my mom. I adore my mom. She's everything to me. She used to make me write to my dad and ask for money 
So that is a pattern, you know, that was established. My relationship with my dad was directly tied to money. And we would wait for my dad to fall asleep so we could steal his coins and then that would fall out of his pocket and the money that would fall out of his pocket. And when he would wake up, he would feel robbed. So all of these things, I mean, these are small things. And then there's the shame of growing up with on public assistance for me and the shame of being poor and me wanting to hide that from other people. All of these stories that I'm sharing with you made it so that I was conditioned. We've all been conditioned. We're all, every single one of us, we are walking around our lives with a map of how, a manual, a manual that tells us how the world works. And we're playing out our lives with this very outdated manual that belongs to a child. The subconscious mind, its role is to protect us. It's not for us to be expansive and limitless, but we are. We are limitless. Someone was just telling me that they heard someone at the dog park saying that their dog swallowed a tennis ball $5,000 later. Someone else was telling me that they did everything to save, I think it was their cat, it was $10,000 and the cat died anyway, but they didn't regret it. I'm so emotional right now because these are very practical applications of money. And what if you're able to break free from these beliefs that money's bad, that you are limited, that you don't see your limitless nature. You don't see it. I didn't see it. I'm beginning to recognize myself. My students are beginning to recognize themselves and to give themselves permission to prosper. And then that's, we talked about the practical, very real applications of money, right? So rent, food, and then emergencies. But what about the rest of life? For those of you who have kids who want to be able to send your kids to a certain kind of school, or this world is so rich with beauty and abundance. Abundance is part of nature. Look at trees, look at flowers, look at wildlife. It's a different story what humans have done to nature. But abundance and nature are one and we are part of nature. So we are ourselves abundant. And there are riches in this world. Like, why can't you have a five-star experience going on vacation? Because you might think that that's what snotty rich people do. What if you were able to give yourself permission to say, you know what? I want this nice vacation. And I want to be able to say, yeah, do whatever you need to do to pay for my dog's care or my child's care. Or you know what? This house costs this much and I want it. I have so much to talk to you about. I want to talk about the spirit. What happens when you allow yourself to be expanded as a human being? Not in the pursuit of money. Money is a byproduct of the work that you do in the world. I heard someone say it was the author of Gene Keys in an interview that you make money almost by mistake because you're out there living your purpose. You're out there just being who you are, doing good in the world. And so you make money in a way that feels effortless. Of course, you take aligned action. Like this is aligned action. Me showing up to make this podcast is aligned action. 
if I didn't take the action, then the podcast wouldn't happen. And then we wouldn't have been able to have 10,000 to celebrate 10,000 downloads. So this conversation is, is rich. This conversation is fertile. And I know you can feel it from the depths of my soul that I want you to experience your own limitless nature. At the very least, I want you to be able to have emergencies and to fully pay for them and to not blink. I didn't blink at $3,000. What I loved about his report card after all the medications and all the stuff that he went through is that it said Max is a good boy. I didn't stress about the money. And by the way, we do have pet health insurance, which I highly recommend. So we are really going into it with money. I am so freaking on fire. I feel the multidimensional nature and applications of money. And that is all that I have for you today. And I will see you next time. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.